I sent you an invitation to be a panelist. Uh, it just means that you'll be able to um, turn on your video if you wish. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have to. And also, you would be able to uh, speak and ask questions um, if you decide to. Um, yeah, perfect. Okay, I'm glad you joined. So you'll have that option. That's wonderful. Uh, we'll begin in a minute. Let me just see. Okay, perfect. And um, uh, just uh, we'll stay muted uh, uh, while uh, Dr. Bandi is speaking, and then uh, you can unmute uh, whenever you um, want to ask a question or make a comment. Evie? Um, Evie, yeah. Mm -hmm. Evie? Uh-huh. Will, will you help me with the reading? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll try my best. If I don't, if, yeah, uh -huh. I'll try my best whenever, whenever because I... Because today, okay. beside my Israeli accent, my voice is also... Okay. Need some helpers. Okay. All right, so uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, so lovely to have you here with us, Adrisha. We're so happy to uh, learn together again. Uh, today's class is the third class in the series on Heschel Transformative Hasidism with Dr. Uh, Dora Bundy. Um, just, uh, just again, just to remind everyone, uh, stay uh, muted when you uh, don't have a question or a comment, but feel free to uh, unmute if you do uh, want to ask a question. Um, this is our last class, but fortunately, uh, of course, we'll have uh, Dr. Bani, uh, Dr. Bundy uh, back again for Folsman. Um, so yeah, let's uh, finish today's class strong, and uh, I'm sure we'll be together again. And with this, I'll turn this to you, Dr. Bundy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, um, if you remember, our first class... Um, was about uh, the dialogue that Heschel tried to um, explain, uh, tried to invite us into the dialogue between the Besht and the Kotzker, the dialogue between God and human being. And our second class was about um, Heschel's method Hasidic method, method in which he um, in which he tried to meet the author, to meet the writer, to had a dialogue, to have a dialogue with the between the writer and the reader. Um, and today I will try to show you um, how Heschel um, how Heschel read read Hasidic stories. The question of Hasidic stories is not a, a simple one because most of the Hasidic stories was told um, orally and was not written by their, by their uh, writers. Uh, some Hasidic stories was told from one Hasid to another Hasid through maybe 100 years before someone uh, um, decided to write them to write them down. So there is um, for scholars there is a question: How can we know what is the original Hasidic version? For a lot of Hasidic stories, there are several versions, and 
how what is the way to to find the the original version the right version and today i want to read with you a hasidic story about suffering about absurdity uh, which i shall uh, used time and again but every time with another version and in and he suggested another interpretation for for the same story let's let's uh, try to let's I, I will share with you the sources and let's uh, read them my, my voice is not in perfect uh, condition and my Israeli accent is not uh, <laughs> is an Israeli accent. So if someone want to help me with the reading, I will be grateful. Does someone want to 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 read the first source? Anyone? Last moment. If here. anyone is oh yeah. Oh. Anyone? Evie, you, will okay. you read? Sure. Uh, in Sirs, maybe, in maybe, I, maybe, I will, I, maybe I will add an introduction. Okay. As you remember, Heschel wrote his uh, books about the Kotzke Rebbe, about Hasidism in his last years, namely uh, from his heart attack, which was a cure, occurred on 69, his first heart attack, to his last heart attack from which he was died and 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 in uh, on 72 in the end of 72 so on 71 during his walk on these books about Hasidism about the Kotzke rabbi about the Kotzke rabbi he published an article in search of of exaltation in which he, he used a Hasidic story which we will meet again in the books. So let's read the, the, the versions that Heschel used here and, and let's understand his interpretation of this version. So if it please, please read the first verse. Thank you. Um, Heschel, in, in search of exaltation. This is to me the supreme Hasidic imperative. Don't be old, don't be stale. See life as all doors. Some are open, some are closed. You have to know how to open them. But what is the key? The key is a song. As was the case with the Jew in the Hasidic story who is suddenly taken by a surprise. Can you help me with the, uh, uh, the pronunciation of the, that next word? Uh? A Kozak. A Kozak comes to his house and says- You know what is Kozak? No. It's a, a, a huge a, a Gentile from the Russian areas and, and, and uh, which was anti-Semitic most of the time. And a lot of Jews was suffered from, pog from pogroms, from anti-Semitic anti anti uh, uh, events, which was done by the Cossacks. So, the Cossacks come to his house. It's 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 not an easy and it's not an easy and simple uh, experience. Okay, so thank you. 
A Kazakh comes to his house and says, I hear you are a cantor, sing me a song. The poor Jew does not understand Russian, but fortunately his wife does. He wants you to sing a nigun, a song, she tells her husband. The Jew is frightened, but he still sings a nigun. Not a sad song, but an honest one. And when he finishes, the Kozak beats him up. Why does he beat me? He asks his wife in bewilderment. She in turn, in turn asks the Kozak, who replies that he didn't like that nigun? He wants another. The Jew sings another nigun and the Kozak doesn't like that one either. And the Jew gets another beating. Maybe this is my life. I always try to sing a nigun. I write one book and the Kozak gives me a beating. So I try to write another. The Kozak may well be my greatest ben benefactor. Perhaps the Kozak can be important to America too. Thank you very much. So we have here a Hasidic story and Heschel's interpretation for this Hasidic story. Yes, let's start with the, the story itself. Yes, a Kozak, a huge Gentile, uh, knock your door and ask you, can you imagine this situation? And, and ask you, he hears that you are a cantor and he asks you to sing him a song. Yes, it is not a, a, a nice experience for, for a Jew. So a Jew, uh, what can a Jew do when Kozak knock his door and, and ask him to, 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 sing an, to, to, to sing a nigun? But, but, but the poor Jew doesn't understand Russian. So he didn't understand what, what this Kozak asked for him. But fortunately, his wife does. And his wife explained, explained him that, that, the, that the Kozak wanted, wants him to, to sing a nigun. Yes, Nigun, it's a song without words. Yes, only the melody. This is what the wife understood. I don't know why she understood that this have to be Nigun and not a song with words, but, but this is her understanding. But the poor Jew, uh, uh, he, he sang this song from, from his heart. It's, it's an honest one, but the Kozak uh, yes, beats him up, beats him up, yes. It's not uh, an, easy, an easy task to be a Jew in, in the Russian areas. And the Kozak, uh, yes, was not uh, nice to, to Jews. But the Jew asked his, asked his wife, Yes, why? Why beat me? And, and what the wife, yes, asked the Kozak. And the Kozak said that he didn't like this Zetnigun, want another one. But every time, any, any Nigun that the Jew uh, sang, yes, uh, the Kozak uh, beat him time, time and again, beat him time and again. Yes, so. This is a story about absurdity. Yes. Uh, um, you, you, you uh, as a Jew, to be a Jew is not a simple, uh, it's not a simple task in the world. And 
you always uh, meet an absurdity. And Herschel explained, it, this is the Hasidic story, um, maybe an, one comment, it is not clear what is the, what is the role of, of the wife in the story? Yes, why the story needs, needs the, the wife? Yes, what is the, what is, what is, what is the wife, wife symbolize? What, what, is, what, what's the wife, yes, why, why the writer needs the, the, the wife in the story? Yes, the story was the same if the Jew uh, understood, understood Russian. Yes, why, in, why the writer needs the wife in the story? It's not, it's not clear, but Heschel explained, yes, that he understood, he, he, he explains that he understood the story as a story about his own life. He tried to sing a nigun, but the Kozak gives him a beating. Who is the Kozak? What Heschel tried to say? Tried to say, I believe that this is the absurdity of life. We know that Heschel wrote this article between two heart attacks, and maybe this is the beating. Yes, the Kozak uh, gave him a beating, namely the first heart attack, and he tried Tried, Heschel tried to write another book. Indeed, we know that uh, the first heart attack made Heschel to leave a book that he was in the middle of its writing, and he decided to write the book about Hasidism. Yeah, so Heschel spoke here about himself, and he ended his, his interpretation with a saying about America. If you will continue to, to read the article, I shall uh, relate to the problem of the drugs in the, in, the, in the end of the 60s, in the beginning of the 70s, and what happened to the generation of Woodstock, of Woodstock with drugs, etc. Et and this is a kind of a Cossack, yes? And, and, and you, you relate to the war in Vietnam, as a kind of a beating of a Cossack, what happened to the America, its absurdity, etc. And so, so for, for us, the, the, the most important thing is the story itself, the version we, that Heschel brought, brought here and Heschel's interpretation, because in the next source, we will meet another version and another interpretation. Let's read, this is a, from the new biography of Zelitzer about Heschel, which was published a few months ago. And Zelitzer, brought, uh, Zelitzer quote, uh, quotes in his book uh, another version. Uh, does someone wants, wants, want to help us with the reading? Anyone? Looks like Joel, no. Okay, uh, Joel. Okay, perfect. Here, why don't you unmute, Joel? Thank you so much. Thanks. Hi. When one rabbi asked why he wrote so many books, Eshel related the story of, of a Jew who was ordered by who was ordered by a Kozak to sing. Jew, I have heard it said that Jews can sing. Sing me a song. When the Kozak off 
screwed up that any song would do, the Jewish man started singing for his life. I don't like that song, Jew, the, uh, the Kozak yelled, sing me another, and he did. The Kozak once again complained, proceeding to beat him violently. The cycle kept repeating itself. Taking a breath, Heschel explained to the rabbi, I am my own Kozak. Each time I read what I have written, I say to myself, I don't like that one. It wasn't good enough. Write another. And so I write and I write and I write. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, this is another version of the story and another interpretation of Heschel. Of course, it was not written by Heschel himself. Yes, we have here an oral Torah of Heschel. Yes, some rabbi, uh, one rabbi um, uh, heard Heschel, uh, spoke with Heschel and Heschel told him the story and the rabbi told the story to the biographer. Yes, and this is an oral tradition. And of course, we don't know if the rabbi uh, and those, uh, remember exactly what Heschel uh, told him and if he told the biographer the same story, exactly the same version that Heschel told him. We have only what we have. And, but it's, it's interesting because this version of the Hasidic story indeed uh, om omitted the wife. Yes, we ask what, if the, what is the role of the wife in the previous version and here there is no wife, yes. And this is only conversation between the Kozak and a Jew uh, who now indeed understand, understand Russian, yes. This is the change in the, in the Hasidic story itself. And there is a new interpretation of Heschel. Now the Kozak, now we see who is the Kozak. Yes, in, in the previous uh, version, I suggested by myself that the Kozak is the absurdity. But now we can see that Heschel understood the Kozak as his own self-criticizing, -criti yes, uh, critics, yes. Heschel uh, gave beating to himself. He is the Kozak of himself. Yes, we know that the Kotzke rabbi, and Heschel wrote about it in his book about the Kotzke rabbi, um, taught, his, taught his student, taught his uh, disciples to, to be, to criticize, to criticize themselves. Yes, and to ask themselves, uh, uh, did my faith is a, a real faith? Did my faith is uh, deep enough? And always to look for a, a deeper faith, to a deeper uh, honesty, yes? And here we can meet Heschel as a as a as a Hasid as a as a Hasid of of the Kotzke Rabbi, which indeed relates relates to himself as a Kozak, yes. And and uh, but the question itself, but the but the question of course is what happened what happened here between the two versions? Maybe the Rabbi uh, didn't remember what Heschel tried to, to told him. Maybe the rabbi corrected Heschel version 
because he didn't understand what is the role of the wife in the story. And maybe Heschel himself changed his mind about the original version of the story and about the interpretation. Yes, we can't we can't know what the, what's happened here, but why why Heschel why why is there there are two versions of the of the same story in the name of Heschel and why there is two uh, interpretations of the same story uh, by Heschel, but but we can't uh, decide. We, we can't decide because we can't ask Heschel. But this is only the first two versions. Let's read the third one. Yes. Um, but the third one I want to to share with you the published Hasidic version, which was published in the Hasidic book Eichal Kotsk which was published, I didn't write it, it was published on 1959, namely several years before Heschel uh, told this story. I don't know, of course, if Heschel uh, knew about this version of the Hasidic book, but our first, our first version Heschel wrote in 71, it's 12 years after the, the, the publication of, of Eichal Kotsk and Heschel in the middle of the work of his book about the Kotska rabbi, rabbi, which means that there is a good chance that he uh, read this version of the Hasidic uh, book. So let's read this version and ask and let's ask ourselves what is the secret of, of the difference between the published Hasidic version and Heschel's two, Hasid, two uh, other versions. Yes, does someone, it of course was published in Hebrew, but, but I have to say that the original of course was told in Yiddish. So <laughs> we have here, a translation of a translation. Um, I tried to do the translation to English by myself, and of course, I don't choose it is a good translation, but but um, I believe it's, I, I do my best to reflect the, the Hebrew, and I hope the Hasidic book did his best to translate the, the Yiddish version. So, but, so let's read and, and let's think about the, the differences. Um, does does someone want to read this version of Echal Kotsk? Anyone? Joel, maybe you will read also the next one. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, uh, Reb Ab Reb Remily. Uh, of Ramala, I guess, uh, uh, of Porosov was deeply respected when he came to Alexander, a town in Poland. And while the Rebbe's door was closed to his followers, it was open to Reb, to Reb of, of Remali. On the last day of his life, uh, uh, Rebbe Henoch, um, uh, off, from, off, off, off. 
Poff? What is Poff. Oh, oh, sorry. Av Alexander, who used to cloak his words in a veil of stories, told Rav Avramali about that Kozak who came to the Hasid and addressed him Russian. Gospodin, uh, Lord in, in Russian. The Hasid who did not know the language of the Gentiles did not understand the words of the Kozak. But his wife who knew Russian explained to him, to her husband, that the Kozak believes that you are a cantor and you should sing before him. As soon as the Hasid started singing, the Kozak got angry and began to beat him. The Hasid's wife added to explain to her husband, he does not want this Negan, but another Negan. And with these yeah. words, Rabbi Hanach returned his fear soul to its creator uh, when Ramali and the Rebbe's oldest disciples stand by his bed. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and so here we, we can read another version. This version uh, we, we, we find in, a, in, in a, yes, in, with, with a new opening and a new end. Yes. We, of course, this, this opening and this end, yes, this introduction and this prologue um, is very important in order to verify, uh, to, to give us, um, to give us, uh, um, to help us to, 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 to believe in this version, to believe that this is the true version, because the, the, this version, we know who is the writer, who is the creator of this story. We know when it was told. We know who was the first, uh, the first one to, to, uh, to hear, to hear this story. Yes. Uh, now we know that the writer of the story, that the creator of the story, is Reb Chanoch of Alexander. Yes. Hanoch of Alexander is a very important rabbi in the dynasty of the Kotzker. Yes, uh, he was uh, he was uh, one of the friends of the Kotzker, and when um, uh, the Kotzker was died, uh, uh, the next rabbi was um, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir from Gur. Is 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 a most uh, close friend, and after Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir Migur um, died, Reb Hanoch was the next rabbi of the Kotzkers Hasidic because Rabbi Yitzchak Meir from Gur uh, has uh, all his child, all his children uh, died during his own life, and is um, um, yes. Uh, is is uh, how do you say it? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, the, the 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 boy the the, uh, the older boy of of his son, uh, yes, uh, this famous if you know this famous rabbi was too young to be a rabbi, and Rabbi Hanoch of Alexander was uh, the next one after after Rabbi Yitzchak Meir Migur. And he was the teacher. He was uh, the, the close, the close rabbi of this Fasemes, of of the next rabbi of Gur, and and 
this is this is why it is so important yes good the dynasty of go is one of the the most important Hasidic court in Poland so Reb Hanoch of Alexander is a very important uh, uh, a very important writer yes so it's not uh, now we know who is the who is the creator of the of this of this story and it's it's this is uh, help us to understand the importance of the story and and now we know also who was the first one to hear the story, Rebbe Vremoli of Porisov, and when. When he heard this story from Rebbe Hanoch, in his last sentence of his life, yes, he heard this story when Rebbe Hanoch, uh, yes, lied, lied on, on his bed, in, in, in one moment before he returned his pure soul to its creator, so it's all, all this opening and, and this end that tried to tell us to tell us this is a very important story and this is a very important version of the story. And now let's let's see the version itself. Yes. Um, now we we meet the wife again. And what and here and here we understand the role of the wife in the story because though we read again that the wife knew Russian uh, now we understand that he didn't knew Russian yes the the Kozak only addressed the the, the Jew and told him Gospodin mainly uh, Lord or uh, a gentleman or master or householder, yes, uh, he, he, he simple uh, called him. But the wife thought that he understand Russian, but she didn't understand. And she explained mistakenly to her husband that uh, the Kozak uh, look, looks for a counter. And and he and she, the wives, this is his own suggestion, suggestion that her husband will sing. And now we understand why the Kozak got angry so much, because he didn't look for a song, for a Jewish song at all. Yes, he only said he only said Gospodin. Yes, can you imagine that you live in Russia or Ukraine today? And one and, and, and a Kozak knock knocks on your door and, and said, Gospodin, what what this Kozak wants for me? What did you do if if if, if a Kozak and would would knock on, on your door? Yes, I believe that there are some people who gave we will try to, to give him a vodka. Or to, to give him a money, or the last thing that the Kozak, this, this Kozak wants is to to hear a, a Jewish song. Yes, and this is uh, this this version made the story much more paradox, uh, much much more a kind of absurdity. Yes, a Kozak wants 
something and the, the wife didn't uh, understand his intention and the poor, her poor husband started to sing and the Cossack got anger and, and, and gave him a beating. Yes, this is much more a story of absurdity. But of course the question is, why, why Reb Hanoch, why Reb Hanoch told this story in his last moment of his, of his uh, life? What is the absurdity in the life of Rabbi Hanoch? What Rabbi Hanoch tried to say in this version? And, and maybe if Heschel knew this version, maybe indeed Heschel felt that this, is, that this version is with too much absurdity. Yes. And he maybe tried to, to correct this story. Yes. What is the meaning of, of this absurdity? Yes. Can we imagine that this Hasidic rabbi was kind of a Kafka? Yes. It, it's a kind of, of Kafka, of, of story of Kafka. Yes. Can we imagine that this Hasidic Rebbe was, was such a writer? And so maybe Heschel corrected or, or can't, can't, can't uh, uh, agree, can't, can't accept uh, such, such a version. Um, but let's, let's read another version of Heschel himself, which he uh, wrote in his book about the Kotzker, uh, A Passion for Truth. Now we can see that indeed he read this Hasidic book, Echal Kotsk, and but now we can see how he uh, suggested another version to correct this uh, Hasidic book. And, and, and now we can meet his, his suffering. Now we can think that there is the Holocaust in, in, uh, in his mind. Um, anyone? Does anyone want to, to help us with the reading of this version? If no one will help, Joel will have to read it again. Ah. Someone raised his raised, oh, just okay. moment, someone raised his hand. Anyone who, who, who raised his hand? Anyone? Um, I'll, whoops. Uh, I'll read because I found my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you, Emmy. All right. So we are uh, reading um, Heschel, A Passion for Truth. Yes. Okay, Reb Hanoch Henoch, his disciple of the, the Kutzker, loved telling piquant stories. Those who did not know him well broke into laughter. Reb Yechiel, mayor of Kostinin, remarked, however, Henoch is lamenting the destruction of Jerusalem, and they are laughing. When, Rab, when Reb Henoch uh, lay on his deathbed, his friend, Reb Avram of Porozov came to visit him. Reb, <coughs> Reb Chanoch told him 
the following tale. When Russia occupied Poland in 1792, few Jews knew the Russian language. Once a Cossack visited a, a Jewish homeowner, homeowner and asked him, are you the Chazianen, uh, uh, Chaz, I guess that's Russian, uh, the owner? The Jew did not understand. His wife exp, ex, uh, translated wrongly. The Cossack, the Cossack says, are you a cantor's? Are you a cantor, a chazan? Sing for me. So the Jew began singing the chant of the sons of the temple. The Cossack lost his temper and began to beat him. So his wife explained, he obviously doesn't like the song. He wants another, another one, a new song. When these, thank you, when these, words with these words Reb Henach breathed his last did Reb Henach feel that the Cossack uh which is to say the Lord ooh, was angry and therefore harsh with him was this an admission that he had failed to understand is it all within our power to sing the song that the Cossack wishes to hear the Kutzker taught his disciples that to have faith in God was no gain, for the Lord could carry out his words with destructive force. Perhaps the Almighty directs the world by means of wrath, because he dislikes our way of worshiping him with our worn out old tunes. Was Reb Mendel then in search of a new song, a new path, which he could not find? Thank you so much. Whoa. Whoa, yes. This is the most radical version for now. Yes. And, and Heschel also added an introduction to the story. A very, uh, uh, very uh, interesting introduction because in this introduction, Heschel uh, explained us yes people didn't understand his stories people uh, uh, yes uh, broke into laughter when they heard the stories of Rabbi Hanoch, but they didn't understand that inside in his in his heart Rabbi Hanoch was Yes, it was a lament, the, 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 the destruction of Jerusalem. Yes, I think that it is clear that Heschel tried to, to hint that the Hasidic book, Echal Kotsk, didn't understand what Rabbi Hanoch tried to say. They gave us a version that made people laugh. Yes, this is absurdity. Yes, why the... the, the, the Kozak said Gospodin, but the wife didn't understand. It's a very, it's make us, it's make, it makes us, it makes us laugh. But Heschel say, no, no, no. You didn't understand the story. And now he continued and bring and brought us another version. Now Heschel added a very, uh, um, several things to, to the version and changed and changed and changed a part of the version. 
the new, the, I think that the, the, the most important uh, additions of Heschel is that he know, he, I don't know if he know, if, if we uh, explain that, that the story was happened on 1792. Why Heschel? Uh, can we imagine that Heschel uh, created this uh, year, or maybe he, he asked Hasidim uh, 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 about the oral version of oral versions of this story and they told him uh, this edition. Uh, anyway, 1792, it's in the middle of occupation of Poland by the Russian. Okay. Yes, the history came back and, 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 um, and we know that in this, in this occupation, there, is, there was a famous rabbi who was killed by, by, the, by Cossacks when he was in the middle of a prayer. This is a, this is a, a fact. So maybe Heschel understood that Rabbi Hanoch tried to hint, tried to hint this famous uh, murder. And, and this is the first edition. And the second one, is that Heschel now knew what was the nigun, what was the song that the Hasid uh, tried to sing, tried to sing, yes? Now Heschel adds us the information that the song was the sons of the temple, or in Hebrew, Bnei Hechala. Bnei Hechala is a famous Hasidic song that, uh, that uh, and with with uh, a famous melody, all the Hasid, all the Hasidic courts uh, uh, sing this song uh, most of the time in 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 the end of of Shabbat, and yes, in Seudash Lishit, and and yes, the third meal, and so. How Heschel knows that this was the song in the story? Now we can we can think that he spoke with people and they gave him this information. And but of course, this is a question: What is the importance of this information for the story? Anyway, this is the two editions, and the most important change is that Heschel changed the word that the Cossack told the Jew. Now we can read that the Russian word was Chazayan, <laughs> the, the owner in Russian. And now we much easily understand the story, why the wife uh, made the mistake, not because she know to speak Russian, but because she didn't understood, she didn't understand that the Cossacks spoke Russian and ask and say the owner, the Lord, the housekeeper, the house uh, um, owner. No, 
the wife thought that this Kozak know Hebrew, and that and that's why she explained to her husband that he looked for Chazan, because the Hebrew word Chazan, Kantor, is very close to the Russian word Chazayan, the owner. This, this was the source of the mistake. The, the wife thought that the Kozak know to speak Hebrew, and, and, and of course the Kozak was angry, got angry because he didn't say Chazan in Hebrew. He say Chazayan in Russian. So, and this is not a joke. This is a very harsh version because Heschel explained here that the Rabbi Hanoch feel that the Kozak is God himself. Yes, this is a tragedy. God knock, knocks our Door, but we didn't understand him, and and this is a tragedy. But Eshel explained explained here that Rabbi Hanoch maybe it was an admission of Rabbi Hanoch that he failed to understand God. What a saying before his death. What a crying. Rabbi Hanoch cried, I didn't understand God, I didn't understand why, why, beat it, why he beats me. Yes, and maybe, and maybe Rabbi Hanoch tried to say something about the Kotzker. The Kotzker all his life looked for a new song, but, but maybe Rabbi Hanoch, in his last saying of his life, tried to say to his disciples, it was a failure, a failure. Rabbi, uh, the Kotzke rabbi failed to find a new song. God gave us beating because our rabbi didn't understand, didn't understand God. Yes, it's a very harsh saying. And I believe that for Heschel, the Holocaust is here in the background of the story. Of course, Rabbi Hanoch told it before the Holocaust, but when Heschel said, yes, a sentence like, uh, the Kozak, which is to say the Lord was angry and therefore, therefore harsh with us, maybe for Heschel, this is the question, how to understand the presence of God in the Holocaust. What is the meaning of this beating Heschel cried by this Hasidic story? What is the meaning of the suffering of our life? The Holocaust, of, of course, is a, it's unbelievable, unbelievable suffering, but for Heschel, also the heart attack, the war in Vietnam. Yes, a lot of suffering, the murder of, of, of Martin Luther King. There are a lot of beating in his life. And Eshel tried to cry, tried to cry here to his readers. I can't understand God. I don't understand his language. I don't understand why he gave us so much beating. Yes, this is a very, very radical interpretation of Eshel to this Hasidic story. What do you say? 
that, but this is not the last version of Feshel. Oh, <laughs> and this is the most, this is, is not, it, it, and this is, is, is not last interpretation. In another Hasidic book, which Heschel wrote in the same time in Yiddish, he added another uh, paragraph and say another very radical saying only for the Yiddish readers. Maybe he thought I was radical enough for the English readers and this paragraph I gave, I, I gave only, only to people who know to read Yiddish, namely no one, because no one who read his, or who know to read, who knows to read Yiddish, indeed reads uh, Heschel's book. So, so this is, and this is, and, and this book was never translated into English. Maybe I, I will be more, uh, it was translated, translated, and but never published. And I, I, I give you here this paragraph in 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 English translation. See what Heschel added to the Yiddish readers. And Emily, may may you read? Yes. Also yes. This I, I I have to tell you, I feel very close to this material because my paternal grandfather was a Hasid of Heschel's uh, uh, grandfather. So I feel I'm continuing uh, the Opta Rebbe. Anyway, Heschel, Kotz, an, uh, an addition in his Yiddish book in English translation. The tragedy is more profound. The wife didn't understand the Kassat's words at all. Um, um, Kazayan in Russian doesn't mean cantor, but householder. The Cossack wanted to know who the householder was, but the human being avoids the question, singing a Neglin instead. Who is the householder? Yes, what Heschel tried to add here to his previous interpretation. I believe that this is a deep critique against Hasidism. Mm -hmm. What uh, Hasidism always uh, Hasidim, Hasidim always uh, sing songs, right? But here Heschel said that all this Hasidic singing is a result of misunderstanding because the Kozak, namely God wanted to know who the householder was, but instead of answer his question, who the householder, the householder is, the, the, the Hasidim avoid, avoid, avoid the question and singing a nigun instead. Yes, this is a very radical saying against Hasidism that, that the Hasidism doesn't understand the will of God. God didn't 
God, God doesn't want us to sing songs. God only asks us who is the, the householder, but we didn't understand this question. Maybe we can imagine the situation. When Kozak knocks your door and asks, asks you who is the householder, what is the right answer to, to such, such a question of a Kozak? What is the right answer? Can you imagine the situation? What is the right answer to a Kozak who knocks your door and asks, who is the householder? Um, your, your, you, who yes. is the household? I believe, yes, I believe this is the, yes, I believe this is the right answer to, to, to say the Kozak, this is the question that the Kozak, this is the, the answer that the Kozak wants to hear. Yes, this is you, uh, this is your house. I am not the householder. This house is yours, yes. This is the answer that, that the Kozak wants to hear and if what Heschel tried to say here about the question of God yes God only asks us who is the householder and God only want to hear that we know that the world that the world is is his, is his house but we didn't we don't understand God's question we don't accept his ownership of the world. And instead of accept the presence of God in our house, in our world, we only sing, sing songs. Yes, this is a tragedy, tragedy of all the Hasidic project. Yes, the Hasidic project was no, was no to sing songs. The Hasidic pro project was to, to feel the presence of God in the world, to feel that God is the householder, but it was a tragedy. And the Hasidic movement didn't understand the question of God. This is a profound tragedy. Yes, this is a very harsh critic of Herschel against the Hasidic movement which starts with the understanding that the world was God's world, but during the generations forgot and didn't understand anymore the question of God and <clears throat> what, what the Hasidic movement can suggest us, only singing songs. This is not deep enough. This is not a, a deep religious um, experience and Maybe Heschel or, or even Rabbi Hanoch himself cried about the failure of the Hasidic movement, even of the Kotzker. The Kotzker tried to sing a new song, but God didn't want songs at all. He wants us to understand that he is the, the householder, that he is the owner of the world, he, to bring his, to let his presence to be in the world and not only singing songs, singing songs. So, so here I believe Heschel found his last radical understanding of this Hasidic story. And um, maybe 
here we can understand that Heschel not only called us for a transformative Hasidism, but also for a transformation of the Hasidic movement itself. Heschel wanted to bring the Hasidic movement back to its sources, to its deep experience of God as the, as the householder of the world, instead of only sing songs, etc., and, and dancing and, and, and dance with the rabbi. So uh, here we can see how Heschel struggled with the, with Hasidic stories, how we look time, how we looked time and again for the right version, for the right interpretations. He tried to to listen to the story, to understood, to understand the most uh, uh, the, the the deepest meaning of of the story, and. Maybe I can add an interpretation I heard about this story from Rabbi Professor Arthur Green from Boston. I believe you know you know him. He told me uh, uh, that he note, noted that the the song, the sons of the temple. Yes, this song, the sons of the temple. It's a song about that we are. Uh, sons of God in, in his temple, yes? Namely that the Hasid indeed sing the song about that God is the owner of the world and we are only sons of him. But he, he sung the right thing from the wrong, uh, uh, by the wrong understanding. And God, uh, and like, like us, didn't understand God's question. Also, God didn't doesn't understand our answer because the song is the right answer. Yes, you are the owner of the world. We are only the sons in your temple. But this there is a misunderstanding between God, and us, and this is this is a very harsh saying about the challenge, about the human suffering, about the Holocaust, about the tragedy of the Hasidic movement. So this was our last class about Hasidism in Heschel's uh, work. And if you have any last question before we have to end, I will be grateful. Any saying, any question? Well, I, I if, if I may, um, this is Emily. Um, yes. I find this very disturbing and and very inadequate. And and um, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Heschel. Uh, but 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 this is um, there's a, there's a, there seems to be a hubris here. I'm not a Hasida. Uh, that's not my mode of connecting. However, I have seen Hasidic celebrations, and my goodness, 
there is the presence of God in there. They, they in, in, as an outsider, they, I, I, sometimes I even feel to, to join. Um, they are invoking God. So this, this seems if to, to use a, a classical language. This is a very um, misnaged kind of an interpretation. <laughs> and, and it uh, isn't, isn't, uh, this is the last, isn't Heschel's radical amazement, which, which I, I embrace, isn't that a form of Hasidut? That's it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I think that when Heschel spoke about the dispute between the Besht and the Kotzker, all you were saying, he, he put in the mouth of the Besht. Oh. Yes, this is the Hasidism of the Besht, but the Kotzke rabbi, and Heschel also has this part, this uh, re revolt of Hasidism in, in his personality, the Kotzke rabbi tried uh, start to feel that a lot of a lot of Hasidim felt to understand the deep meaning of celebration. I see the deep meaning of the presence of God, and the, and and you know uh, there was problems in the there were problems in the Hasidic movement, and Heschel also in his lifetime felt that some, something wrong happens to this movement. He remember his Hasidic home, right. which, which has a, a deep celebration, and he, he started to feel that something wrong happens. So he brought also, in the same time, the celebration of the Besh, the exaltation, etc. But in the same time, he, he tried to tell the Hasidic movement, be careful. Be care about the deep meaning of Hasidism, about the yeah. presence of God, and not only about singing from outside. Okay. Thank you. And Dr. Bandi, did you see, uh, there's a question in the chat, in the chat from MK. Uh, why do they say Hashem and Elokeinu if they are communing uh, with Hamakom? This might have been, a, 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 I think it was from a couple of minutes ago, so. Uh, I didn't uh, see the question. I, I hear. Why do you Okay, let me promote you to a panelist so you can unmute and ask the question. Okay, I, I, I don't I don't I don't understand the question. So yeah, I just uh here you go. Okay, MK, go ahead. Just uh unmute first. I, I don't know why it's coming up as MK. My my name is Martha, but in any event. Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. It's the least of it. Um, I am constantly hearing people, and at first I thought it was of a certain age that people had gone to yeshiva, etc. But I'm constantly hearing Hashem, Elokeinu, etc. Now, uh, one moment. Oh. Uh, we we can hear you perfectly. You can go ahead. Okay. Don't yeah. I know. No, my my the video is kind of weird. So uh, it's totally new computer. Um, so, um, first of all, growing up, the one thing I was told to do was G-D and the assumption that anything that I was writing probably was not going to be preserved for the ages, which I thought is reasonable. I had a couple of teachers who really did not like that, but now I am constantly hearing Hashem, Hashem, 
and to the point that I've heard people, I've heard kids at Barn Bat Mitzvahs where they where they say, saying the prayer, and all of a sudden they they either stop because they don't know which they're supposed to say, or they keep on going, and the whole prayer is uh, how do you say Leslie Wood? It's it's be told, and he's grinning, so I think he gets it. <laughs> I really don't know. I have to, I have to confess. I don't, I don't know what is the answer to the question. Sorry, did you grow sorry. up? Did you grow up saying Hashem? I know you were in a kibbutz or something, but did you grow up saying Hashem? Uh, yes, when I when I was a child, but but there is a difference between say, saying the name of God in prayer and and saying the name of of God in learning. Yes. Oh no, I understand that. But at least they say in their dancing and they're singing, they're communicating with God. But I don't, I don't know. But, Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, you can hear me, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, everyone. First of all, thank you, uh, Dr. Bundy. Uh, for having us again and for a wonderfully interesting third class and full session of classes. And thank you for uh, all of you for joining us and for asking great questions and being part of our learning community here at Dresha. Uh, just a few announcements before we uh, say Lehit Raot. Uh, today at 4 p.m. Eastern, we have the second uh, class of um, of the new, uh, the second episode of the new season of our music and liturgy project. Uh, which will be released on Facebook and YouTube. Um, tomorrow at 1 p.m., uh, we continue our class with Rabbi Ziering on how social media interacts with uh, the major redemptive mitzvot of the high uh, holiday season, Teshuvah Tefillah and Tzedakah. Uh, we still have uh, so much scheduled for Elul's month, so you can uh, learn uh, more about our classes and also register at elul.dresha.org. We hope to see you at many of our classes here at Dresha. And thank you again, Dr. Bandi. Always fun to see you. And Lehitraot uh, to everyone else. Toda Ravash, Anatovah, Mitukha. Anatovah, Anatovah. Bye bye.